Welcome to All Steelers Talk, your home for everything Pittsburgh Steelers, presented by AllSteelers.com. Hello, beautiful people. It is Thursday. That means we have lots of bets. The Pittsburgh Steelers are two and three. It's week six. The Seattle Seahawks are coming to town on Sunday night football. But Russell Wilson is a no-go. His finger is, well, it's straight now, but it wasn't looking straight last weekend. Geno Smith, I mean, at this point, Geno Smith is basically just another Seahawks quarterback. Like, they're the same person. Yeah. He impressed me last week. I don't, I, don't have, I don't have any worries about Geno Smith coming here throwing 14 picks. But I do have worries that he might throw a few, which could be good for the Pittsburgh Steelers. This is all Steelers talk. I'm your host, Noah Strackbine. Joined Tuesdays and Thursdays. I got that one right this time. By my boy, Donnie Drew. And Donnie, how you feeling? How you doing? What's going on? Man, uh, I feel good. Betting-wise, not so good. I had the under of six goals during the Penguins game. Actually, whenever we were recording on Tuesday, what are you um, doing? That, that bet had lost. Nine minutes left in the game. There were only two goals scored. I, I looked at my phone afterwards. Bro, six to two final. Sick. I'm <laughs> sick. But I'm even more sick that I'm still a betting degenerate, and I'm just going to throw some more money at the sports books and hopefully a couple by bet sticks. So feeling great. Steelers, like you said, Sunday night football matchup with the Seattle Seahawks that they should win. They, they should, should win. be going into the bye at 500 where, you know, after the start that they had, I feel like it's a major W. Hopefully you get Zach Banner back sometime yep. soon. You know, a whole, whole lot of wheels starting to turn. Steelers did not look like the Steelers for the first couple weeks of the season, which is actually a good thing. But all that being said, I got to get some off my chest, man. Dude, talk to me. Please. What's going on? I cannot believe the Washington football team, three days prior from their game, everything going on, decide to drag Sean Taylor's name along with them for the you-know-what ride that they're currently going through. I, okay. I, I can't believe it. I, I like how they're honoring him because it's so, so far Love past it where they should have done it yes sir right now and you can't bs anybody nope you, you didn't have this planned at, nope. all, at all super disrespectful man sorry go ahead no no you it you're you're right super disrespectful ridiculous ridiculous what do you sean taylor for one rest in peace mm-hmm. tragic i think our maybe our first tragic NFL loss, sports loss. You know, obviously, I think Kobe takes the cake that broke everybody's heart. Lost Kobe on my 24th birthday. Yeah, rough. Don't get me, don't get me wrong. I honored that man as, as well as I possibly could my 24th year. I went hard. Mamba mentality every day, I told myself. Anyways, Sean Taylor. Rest in peace. Tragic, tragic loss. Far too long. Has his jersey not been retired? And this is what you're going to do when we all know why you're going to do it. And I think the worst part about this, and I'll, I'll let you, you know, get a little bit more off your chest here. They're playing the Kansas City Chiefs. You're telling me that this was planned and that they went, oh, we're going to play the defending AFC champions in a game to honor retired Sean Taylor's jersey. Nah, bro. You facts. Bro, you saved that game for Bishop Sacramore. Thank you. You, you saved you that game. You play in the for... NFC East. You play in the NFC East. You schedule can it for the Giants whenever 
Daniel Jones is still fumbling the ball every other snap. Yep. Not nope. here. Not here. Not against the Chiefs. It's a trash move, like Derek said. Awful. Awful. No respect. I think at this point, no respect for the Washington football team. No. None. I like, and if anything, I think it just puts more light on them for the NFL to just have that more pressure. Right now, like the NFL is trying everything they possibly can to just hide all the the trash, the the dumpster fire, the terrible, terrible things that the Washington football team has done and that organization has done. And now you're going to do this and everybody's just going to notice it. Like that's just putting so much more pressure on yourself and on everybody else. Like just take it. Yeah. Terrible move. Terrible move. Yeah, man. If, if the Steelers ever did something like that, I, I think no. the city might actually burn down. No, there's no way. I look at Art Rooney, Dan Snyder, different people. Yep. Different people. Completely. Completely. Art Rooney is a, a goat, a legend a terrific human being from everything I've experienced from him and everything I've heard about him. Dan Snyder, I've never heard a good thing about ever, ever. And I know people that work in the Washington football team organization. And even them have said a couple of times, like, mm, I don't really, I, I don't really know how I feel about this place. Seems a little weird. I've heard that uh, their female PR staff isn't even allowed in the locker room. Yeah. It's 2021. I think that's a little strange, a little strange. So that's neither here nor there. Terrible event, trash move by the Washington football team. But it's Thursday. The Pittsburgh Steelers are, what, four days, three days away from playing the Seattle Seahawks on Sunday night football, which I don't know if you saw the Sunday night football trailer, but uh, Marquise Pouncey starts it off and uh, Vince Williams ends it. So uh, whoever was working NBC, I guess, but like whoever was working NBC couldn't come up with anything over the last five weeks of football. To just be like, yeah, maybe we should take the two. I don't know, man. Guys if guys if you're trying to get Yenzo's hype for a football game, there's not a whole lot of dudes you can get besides Marquise Pouncey and Vince Williams to Very make true. somebody run through a wall. Very true. But my first thought was like TJ Watt's leg kick, which might be gone forever, but TJ Watt's leg kick, like, you know, that's going to get me fired up. Bro, I actually think that might have been a tribute to like Joey Porter or Larry Foote. Really? His, his, his like semi leg kick that he did last week. Yeah. Oh, see, I was thinking my thought behind it was he doesn't want to like re aggravate the groin. It might be, you know, because like that's a lot of that's a lot of mo- momentum. Oh, there. He gets his feet up whenever he does oh, that. So like you, that's what you I'm might saying. Be right. So I don't know. That was my first thought. You might be right, though. I don't know if anybody knows, you know, what the tribute would be. Both. Maybe both. Could be both, you know. Joey Porter went off on some uh, dude on 97.3 or 93.7 The Fan the other day I saw. Um, cursed him out for something. I don't remember. Joey Porter's like kick is that something. Maybe we're right. Maybe we're right. If anybody, we were just talking, we were just talking about this before the show. Too. Oh, could have been the foot stomp. The yeah, foot yeah, stomp. Yeah. We were just talking about this before the show. If anybody was going to know about the leg kick, about literally anything to do with the Pittsburgh Steelers, it was going to be freaking Derek Bell. So it's going to be Derek the Kid Fridays, which before we get into anything here, I do want to make this announcement because I almost forgot about it. It's in my notes. We got a jersey to give away. And that is exciting. We got a signed jersey to give away. We set the goal. Derek the Kid Fridays, Derek Bell, tossed out there, went out on his own dime. Love this guy. Went out on his own dime. Got a signed Minka Fitzpatrick jersey and said, yo, no, I want to give it away on the show. I want to man of the people, man of the people. Let's hit 500 subscribers. Let's get a couple of people to retweet something. Let's give away a jersey. 
And I was like, yeah, of course, no doubt. And I'm going to match it, of course, no doubt. I'm going to get something maybe even bigger. But tomorrow, during tomorrow's show, Fridays with Derek the Kid, we're giving away a signed Minka Fitzpatrick jersey to uh, one of our subscribers that subscribed before then. So if you you haven't, I'll, I'll tell you this, we haven't picked a winner. So if you haven't yet subscribed, go subscribe to YouTube. Make sure you follow Derek Bell, Derek the Kid, at our on Twitter, excuse me. And I think you have to retweet a tweet. Do all those things. Jump in the running. Let's go. We'll give that away tomorrow. Injury news. Let's talk about some injuries because, like I said before, it's a boring Thursday. It's like a weird, weird Thursday. Chase Claypool and James Washington are still limited at practice. The Steelers obviously do not have Juju Smith-Schuster for the remainder of the season. He was at practice today, and there was a picture there, so I'm allowed to talk about it. Dude looked in high spirits. He had a big, you know, big brace on his arm, but he was talking to everybody. He was laughing. And, like, all these questions that everybody's asking, like, where do you – how do you replace the leadership? What are you talking – Juju isn't dead. Like, he's going to be there every single right. day. So <laughs> I don't understand what, where you, you have to replace Juju's leadership in the room. That's That's not going anywhere. On the field is a worry. Not having Chase Claypool and James Washington's a bigger worry. Do you do you, do you think it's even anything to worry about right now? No, nah, I think it's a really good sign that they're at least like practicing throughout the week. I think if there were any like legitimate concerns about them playing, and obviously I feel like Friday will give us a better idea just in terms of like what we should expect from the injury status for status, excuse me, for Sunday. I'm not worried about it at all. And like I already said before, if they were like seriously, seriously hurt. Mm-hmm. I feel like it wouldn't be practicing. I feel like the studios might be trying to, you know, kind of like save them, you know, keep them fresh for Sunday. But this is the NFL, man. Everybody's going to have injuries, especially like throughout this time of year after you get that first slate of the uh, couple games of the year out of the way. Yeah, everybody's dealing with something. So whether or not it's up on the injury report, it's just a matter of whether or not they want to disclose it. I agree. I agree. Limited practice doesn't worry you at all. It's not like, a oh, man, like, you know, they got to be full go by Sunday because really they do got to be full go by Sunday. James Washington's yeah. got a real big role now. I would expect Ray Ray McLeod. And like but right now, if full participants of practice are Deontay Johnson, Ray Ray, and Cody White. I mean, it, it's fine. Maybe if a guy like, like if they were really depending on Anthony Miller and he was limited, I, I might be a little bit worried. But like, I, I helped cover the Cardinals and I, I watched a guy be classified as limited today when he looked fine whatever mm-hmm. I, you know we were able to view him during the open portion of practice like it, it really doesn't worry me donnie almost just got himself kicked out of arizona almost bro. I, I, I there by revealing some information that you are not allowed to reveal all right i agree with you i don't think that it's a big worry i think tomorrow is a big deal though tomorrow they got to play they got a full participant going in there especially if they get a questionable tag uh, this season, you get a questionable tag. You're basically not playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. These soft groin or soft tissue injuries, Mike Tomlin said, is no big deal. I don't really believe him, but we'll deal with that when it comes, when there's more going on. And good news, Cam Sutton is back, full participant, two days in a row now. Devin Bush is the same thing. I expect both of them to play in a big game Sunday night. Big game. Sunday night football. Terrell Edmonds says that all day he just watches football, eats good food with his family, hangs out, keeps his feet off the ground, he said. Keeps that energy going. That's what he says. Is it a swing game? That is the question. And I think that maybe the swing game is overblown and people are like, oh, you know, it's it's week six. They, they could turn it around. They're two and three. They don't really have to turn it around. But is it a swing game? Because that's, that's what everybody wants to know. 
I mean, what better time for a swing game, right? You know, you can go to 500 before the bye week, kind of regroup, get yourself together. I mean, the, the Cleveland Browns are currently third in the uh, the AFC North right now. Everybody yeah. who thought they were going to win a division, uh, there's two teams ahead of them. You know, there's plenty of football left to be played. There were a lot of really encouraging things that you saw out of the game last week versus Denver. And I feel like if you can put two really strong performances back-to-back, and most importantly, two back-to-back wins, especially after how the season started. Yeah, I, I will absolutely call this a swing game. I don't care who's playing quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. Pittsburgh Steelers fans know out of anybody, it, it doesn't matter who you have a quarterback, you need to show up and play. I, I think 2019 kind of changed everybody's mindset about that, watching Mason Rudolph and Delvin Hodges play quarterback for the team. Other teams don't care. They don't care if Big Ben's out there. They don't care if Mason Rudolph's out there. They're going to get their best shot week in the week out. True. So, you know, it's kind of time for that luck to kind of change a little bit for a Steelers. So, yeah, you know, Geno Smith played, you know, pretty good down the stretch that Thursday night game. Sunday night football in Pittsburgh is a whole different animal, man. So, yeah, I think it's a really good opportunity for Pittsburgh to kind of uh, turn a new leaf, I guess, might be the good verbiage for it. There, Yeah, turn a new leaf's a good one. There, I, Geno Smith did play good. And I have no, like, I, I at no moment thought, like, Geno Smith's a bad quarterback. First off, he's been in Seattle for, like, how many years? Like, three or four years? Like, yeah, he's been there forever. He's, been there for a while. He's, he's, their, he's their, like, coin toss, like, specialist. Like, whenever they go to overtime and they yeah. need, like, good luck for, like, a coin flip, they send him out there to do wins every time. It's crazy. So, uh, that's how long you've been there, that they trust you with that moment. He's learned behind Russell Wilson for that long. And he's only gotten I, – I feel like he could only get better, like – even people who don't like Mason Rudolph, Mason Rudolph gets better every year just learning behind a guy like yep. Big Ben. Geno Smith is not a guy that I think is going to come in here and play bad. Do I think he's going to play good enough to win? No, but I don't really think the Seattle Seahawks are that good overall. And bro, He's only been there for two years. This is his second year for Seattle. Bro, it feels like forever since he's been there. That's what? Crazy. Where was he before yeah. that? Where The Giants, he right? Was, he was with the Chargers for a year, the Giants for a year, and then the four years he was with the Jets after they drafted him. I do not remember the chi- the the Chargers. Don't, I don't remember either. Chargers at all. Uh, Geno Smith, man, I forgot that he was here to be honest until somebody until he went into the game and I was just like, Geno Smith, man, he's been in there forever. Uh, nope, totally wrong. Either way, I don't. That doesn't change my thoughts on him. I think that he's going to be a good quarterback to play this game. I still think the Steelers' defense is. I don't. I want to say they're good. They are good. They showed against Denver that they could be very good. They showed against Buffalo that they could be very good. I've been very adamant that. Buffalo was not a fluke game. That was real. That's how good the Steelers' defense could be. But I think right now they're still a little bit figuring things out. There's still a little, you know, Devin Bush and Joe Schobert are having their good plays and their bad plays. Same with James Pierre. Cam Sutton's just coming back off of an injury. I do not expect Geno Smith to be, you know, terrible. That being said, if the Steelers lose this game, how bad is it? Because they should definitely, definitely win this game right yeah and it, it'd, be, it'd look really bad if they lost this game kind of given the talent on the field combined with kind of what's at stake and like there shouldn't be a lot of stake for a week six game especially before no. bye week well Keith but Butler it, 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 it's still yeah it, it, it still feels like there's this kind of I, I don't want to put the must win label on it but it'd be really nice if you can come away with a win in the words of uh, Keith Butler, you got a dang game, dang gamut win. 
and you don't watch enough press conferences to realize what that means. So it's not going to be. Fun oh no, I, I I do. I was waiting for uh, <laughs> I was waiting for you to bleep that out whenever you go through the editing process of it. No. Yeah, this ain't cool, bro. I don't know who this guy is, but uh, if you're on YouTube, I apologize for whoever this guy is. We're gonna ignore him though. Keep it going. I blocked him. Thank you. Thank you very much. We don't have. But not man. Back, back to back to Steelers football. Um, I, I'm not willing to like give up on this season if they lose. But like, would it leave you with a like a like a helpless feeling? Like, man, like. What, what can they do? Like, they can't even beat Geno Smith at home on primetime, you know, where they normally thrive underneath the lights, right? Yeah, no. I think that it, it's – I was told this before the last game. If the Steelers lose, it kind of just kills all momentum. There's nothing left. Like, the alarms aren't going off, but they're at a place where it's either win or it's just done. There's no, like, alarms anywhere. We're too deep into this. Two and four kind of gives you hope moving forward. It doesn't leave you totally de- – like deserted the season's not over three and three you're feeling good you just climbed out of a hole you're on the bye week there's momentum you're coming back on halloween against the cleveland browns who are ahead of you in the division by just what a game one game Mm -hmm. on top of that miles garrett's putting ben roethlisberger in his front yard gravestone did you see that yeah dude that was so weak man i don't i thought it was kind of funny it was, it was definitely weak, but I thought it was kind of funny. But there's that on top of it. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of, you know, this is it, man. You could feel the energy kind of switching around here. You get another good run game. This is a game that, yeah, if they lose, it's bad. Is it the end of the road? No. Does it kind of feel like it, they're dead? Yes, but only because they could have been so alive. You know, I, they I do. I do want to point out two and four teams – Sorry, teams that have started two and four have made the playoffs nine percent of the time. Okay, from nineteen ninety <laughs> to twenty thirteen, nine percent of the time. So twenty thirteen, what has happened in the last ten years? That's new, new, new data. Thing, new data going to gather, bro. I'm not sure. New look at new trends. Things change. The Pittsburgh Steelers could definitely still. I mean, this is a defensive team that has a veteran quarterback. I'm not going to label them dead until they're dead, dead, and I especially in the AFC North. I mean, the Baltimore Ravens have a hard schedule. The Cincinnati Bengals, I do not trust until the end of the year. And they could totally, you know, they could pull this off. But until they pull it off, I don't trust them. And the Cleveland Browns are only a game ahead of them. The AFC North's wide open even if you lose this game. But like we keep saying, they should win so much that if they don't, it just it's going to kill the fan energy. It's going to kill our energy. If they win, whoo! Oh, that Cleveland game. I bet you there's a lot of Steelers fans there. A lot of terrible Hopefully. fans. By the way, side rant, if you're a Steelers season ticket holder and you're yeah. selling your tickets to fans of other teams. To Are show people up, doing that? Yeah. Yes. What? Absolutely. Where did you see that? Yep. yep. All over Twitter. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I mean, like I'd have I, to I would. I would rather you just give your tickets away to somebody who like hasn't been to a game for the first time, or just even like somebody's going to wave a terrible towel, you know. And like, when, when you talk about like true home field advantages, I feel like Heinz Field never gets talked about. True, Heinz Field's a good one, and that energy. I think why Heinz Field doesn't get talked about a lot is because, I, and I feel like people are going to get mad at me for this, but the energy shifts, like. 
it's not like a constant. Like I feel like if you're in Seattle, it's just screaming. Yeah, Seattle or like Kansas time. City or something like yeah, that. Yeah, Kansas City. Like you just never like you have to yell at the person next to you for two hours. In Pittsburgh, like in between plays, it kind of dies off. And I think like we should put a little challenge on Steelers Nation to like not let that happen anymore. Let's Maybe they should just play Renegade before every play. Before every single play. Oh, Renegade. He still gives you the chills sometimes. And I'll tell you, Heinz Field was rocking last week against Denver. Rocking. I was feeling real good about it, especially when TJ did his little fake leg kick thing. People, people got real hyped for that one, and it felt really good. But you're right. Trading them away, like, I'd have to meet them. Like, they'd have to, like, they'd have to, like, eat dinner with my family. Like, I'd have to <laughs> consider them, like, close friends after the evening. And then I'd be like, okay, you could have these now. For $300. It just sucks because everybody knows how hard and how long it is for the wait to get on, to, to even get on the list to be a uh, qualified like season ticket holder for the Steelers. So, like, you, you have that like privilege that like so many people in Pittsburgh want. You're just going to like give those away, or do, I think, if, if, even if you're selling them. Yeah. Oh, I agree. Sell them real quick. I agree. I think that a lot of people do that, and I don't understand it. Like, uh, but I guess like at some point, like you just don't want to go to the games anymore. At that point, just get rid of them. You know, move it on. Maybe it's a profit for them. I don't really understand. We're we we're talking about this before the podcast. Every single one of you who did not submit a name for oh, our geez. Thursday bets, what's up with that? What are we doing here? We're out here telling you how to lose money every single week. And you're not giving us any feedback on a name. All we're asking for is a name for a segment for our bets. Toss it in the comments. Toss it wherever, man. Hit me up on Twitter. Text me. I don't care. Let me know. It's Thursdays. And bet Thursdays are my favorite. The Pittsburgh Steelers, Sunday night football against Geno Smith and the Seahawks. Five and a half point favorites. The over-under is 42 and a half. I mean, this feels like a good one. This feels yeah. like one we could hit right on the head here. What are your thoughts? Well, if I remember correctly, you did hit it right on the head last week because you had the over for the Denver game. Then you also yes, had the Steelers covering, didn't you? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. Yep. I mean, the, like the Steelers covering was one and a half. That was a pretty easy one. This one, I feel like, is a little bit more of a challenge, but one we could definitely, we could definitely nail here. So you definitely think the Steelers should win, right? And I feel yeah. like it all kind of depends on – what defense shows up because the, the over under tells you that you know the odds makers do believe it'll be a low scoring game right so you said it was what 42 42 and a half 42 and a half so it's like a like a 21 21 game basically Steelers defense shows up like we know it can show up Seattle's not getting over double digits no sorry no Geno Smith congrats you know you filled in for Russell Wilson you played great congratulations I have a week's worth of preparation for you with game film already on you yeah, it's it's not gonna happen. I agree. So I I, I, I I definitely think the Steelers can cover. So I, I would put my money on that. I think it's gonna be an absolute blowout. Like I don't think Geno Smith's gonna play bad, but I just don't think the Seahawks are that good. It's prime time, an opportunity for Ben Roethlisberger, Najee Harris, and that defense to say, "Yo, guys, we're doing this for Juju. This is in prime time. This is our comeback game. We're back, baby. The Steelers are back. Heinz Field's gonna be rocking." Five and a half points seems pretty easy to me. I think the Steelers beat them by at least a touchdown. But I think that I, this game could be 33 to 10 at the end of it, and it would not shock me at all. And I, I would, if I'm going to put like an extra, like, you know, we're going to get into predictions here, but Megan Fitzpatrick, I think, scores a touchdown in this game. 
I think that's the, that's like, that's it. Like it, you know, like Minka's like, Hey guys, you know, my bad for a couple of games, but I'm back. Here so it like, is. <clears throat> if Seattle had anything close to a good defense, I, oh, I would, re- I, I would really like sit down and like try to like analyze a couple more things. Right. Worst defense in the league statistically. Yep. 450.8 yards per game allowed. Yep. 25 points a game allowed. Yep. Toss it over. Over under yeah. 42 and a half. Over. Over. Okay. Hammer it over. I'll, I'll take the over. Hammer it. And I'm telling you the Pittsburgh Steelers score more than half of that. Like are more than three quarters. I'm going to say they score three quarters of that. I don't know what that number would be, but if I had to guess the Pittsburgh Steelers score at least 24 points in this game, and I guess they'd have to score 32. I'm telling you, 33 to 10 sounds like a good score. I think I might stick with that for my prediction. Last week, I said that predictions was the worst, worst thing we could do. And I was like so bummed about it because like we were all, even Derek, the kid on Friday was like, Steelers are going to lose. It's all over. We were so gloomy. Everything sucked. This week, Totally different. This is bad. I've been looking forward to this all day. Energy. It's all about the energy. We're feeling good. Pittsburgh Steelers, Seattle Seahawks, Sunday night football. Geno Smith. I've said this a hundred times on this in 25 minutes. Do they win? What is your prediction? Steelers win. Oh, there it is. That's the the first time in a long time. Yeah, bro. Really, really. Steelers win. I think they get back on track three and three before the bye week. I, I, I feel really good about this matchup. I mean, almost the perfect matchup before the bye week, especially like oh, an early bye week like this too. It's just like the, the terrible, historically terrible defense mixed with the backup quarterback. But I will say for whatever reason, for whatever reason, backup quarterbacks like to give the Steelers a problem. True. Ryan Finley. But, Shout out Ryan Finley. <laughs> I'm gonna go. I'll go twenty-eight to nine. I I I I, I think close enough to get three field goals. Okay. I'll go twenty-eight to nine. Twenty-eight to nine. I, honestly, I like the twenty-eight to nine. You don't think Geno Smith gets in the end zone just one time? He shouldn't. Yeah, you're right. You're very right. You're very but, right. But, but no, no, no name probably will. No name probably will. So let me let me change it to like. 13. I'll go 28-13. That's right. Like DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are their dangerous duel. Dangerous duel. And I think that one of them could get in the end zone at least one time. Twice? No. I don't think so. I'm I'm going to agree. Pittsburgh Steelers walk out of this victorious. It's phenomenal. So it is. It's the perfect game. Almost so perfect that maybe if you had a historic event like retiring an all-pro safeties jersey, you would do that in this game. That's how perfect of a matchup it is. Hitting the over, hitting the spread. I say it's a blowout. I'm going to stick with my my score, 33 to 10. I'm feeling real good about that one. 33 to 10, Pittsburgh. If, I'm telling you, this is Ben's game. Like this is, it's good. Not she's going to have a game. This is Ben's game. Like he's coming, he's telling the world, like Juju, man, this I'm one's back. for you. I'm back. It's the, it's I am backs back. Like Michael Jordan. That's it, yo. He's walking out. Whew, I'm back. And it, I can now – his press ca- conference afterwards, if he walked in there and he was like, I hope you had your popcorn ready and I and dropped the mic and walked out, I'd be like – MVP. <laughs> Come he back did later it. The year. He did it. I'm all about it. 
I'm feeling good about it. You're feeling good about it. Steelers Nation, when we see you on Tuesday, it is going to be a good, a good Tuesday. And I will see you. Shout out to the universe. Open that door. Let them walk right in there. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on to another episode of All Steelers Talk. Make sure to come on tomorrow, Derek the Kid Fridays. We're giving away a Minka Fitzpatrick jersey. It's super exciting. Make sure to subscribe to us at All Steelers Talk on YouTube. Check us out on Facebook and Twitter at all Steelers. Follow your favorite podcast hosts on Twitter at Nostrack at Donnie Drew. And that was the first time I ever did that correctly. That was yeah. awesome. Um, and we will see you tomorrow.